When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TVs from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay, And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And today uh, on the podcast, we are joined by the uh, very funny and hilarious Kyle Brownrigg. Hello. Yeah, Kyle. <laughs> And this week we're doing uh, The Devil Wears Prada. The Devil Wears the Prada. The Devil Wears, a classic, a classic. <laughs> Kyle suggested it, so we had to have him on. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we might as well ask, I guess, maybe, uh, what's your relationship to this movie, Kyle? Like, how, why, why was this one for you that you suggested? I have never seen it. No. Um, I, <laughs> I um, am so obsessed with Meryl Streep. Um, it kind of just, like, comes with your, like, welcome basket when you come out of the closet. So uh, it's, like, this whole, like, <laughs> every filmography, everything that you She's ever done they're like you have to be obsessed with Meryl Streep and obviously I am and this is my favorite movie this is like the most iconic gay movie of all time for any Meryl Streep fan so obviously my boyfriend and I have seen this movie like and quoted every day and seen it like a million times so like it's a very it's very dear to my heart That's so what's your what's your favorite quote like what's your most frequently used quote in your daily life would you say oh I I don't even know where to begin. Like this is foul, or that's all, or uh, <laughs> that's all is such a, like that's I can't all. believe that's, that's a all. quote. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can just yeah yeah she's stone cold. But the it. way she says it is yeah. <laughs> or yeah. like even just like little tiny things like like um, whenever she can't remember the name for Ambassador Franklin and the wife that's the woman that he left his wife for Rebecca and then she's <laughs> like Rebecca. So every time we meet somebody named Rebecca, Daniel like <laughs> no! Rebecca. Yeah, like just things like that. <laughs> oh my god. All right. So if you haven't seen this movie, okay, if I was to sum this movie up, I would say it's a like a woman's life falling apart after she applies for and receives a job she should not have. Okay. She should not have this job. And her boss is a woman that essentially hazes all new recruits with the promise of a uh, any job you want after one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, she rises to the occasion and leaves as soon as she gets the hang of it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, and I think we can all agree the main villain in this is supposed to be... Miranda. Miranda. <laughs> it is, but I would also argue that the villains are also her friends yeah. who are just garbage. Valid. Yeah, I don't think the movie intends them to be villains, but yeah. I will agree with you 100%. They are the villains of this movie. They're awful. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. So, uh, yeah, well, I mean, let's talk about the friends, first of all. So why do you think they're so, like, what do they do? Like, uh, well, can... Uh, Am I going to? Okay, yeah, I'm going to yeah, start. Into I'm just going to take it away. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the thing about the friends is that um, the agreement is that, uh, yes, obviously she's a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. And for one year of her life, she just has to work this kind of awful job. Yeah. And in exchange for that, she will be able to work wherever she wants. And her friends resist every single opportunity like of her like blossoming in her career in any capacity. She not only was bringing them like 
thousands and yeah. thousands of yeah. dollars worth of swag and product and all of these like amazingly expensive like exclusive things and then the one time that like her boss calls that obviously she needs to be on the phone for again this is only a 12 month commitment they're like months. oh my god like you're on your phone like you're the worst <laughs> and they're like tossing it back and forth and then she's like hey like that was really messed up I can't believe you did that and they were like Wow, what a bitch. Yeah. And like <laughs> Oh, and, and and to that, I just want to point out you you covered all the points, but that's the same scene. I know. She, I know. <laughs> she hands them a purse and the, the, her friend goes, This is like two grand this purse is worth and then that friend immediately steals her phone i was like you ungrateful assholes yeah yeah you know no I mean? understanding especially like even from the boyfriend okay oh if the my, boyfriend's okay, a dick if my Nate, boyfriend okay gets like the job of a lifetime where it like ruins his life for a year but it's just one year and you get whatever whatever temporary. job it's just temporary want, right after that i get okay, a great i reference. understand it okay i get it you know what i mean like <laughs> We'll figure it out, okay? Like I just don't understand. Screw my birth. Who gives a shit yeah. about their goddamn birthday, man? Okay, yeah. I was gonna say this. This this pisses me off because, and people are gonna hate me for this, but birthdays <laughs> are nothing. They are nothing. <laughs> they are not a real thing. They are not worth. Self- you know what I did for my birthday this year? Oh God, you're nothing. gonna make me so sad. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I didn't even ask people out for drinks. I just did nothing, and. I don't think as but you're like a dude. It's like yeah. a white girl thing. I know, but I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna request that white girls take this up, <laughs> which is you don't get a birthday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good luck with that. Yeah, <laughs> that's not gonna fly. That's you not should, gonna fly. Should, as adults, we should be celebrating accomplishing things, not just not killing yourself for a year. That's all I'm gonna say. Fair. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> well, getting well, the whole thing with the birthday thing that I thought was so frustrating was he obviously was being really pouty, and she couldn't be there because of a work event, and then she actually did show up with like a little cup cake and little candle lit so she obviously put thought and effort into it and she had a genuine apology and he's all pouty and like and then afterward whenever she's like i know you're upset that i missed your birthday and he's like what you you think i was upset like what am i five it's just my birthday it's like really because you were acting like a five-year-old you were were being a pouty little brat yeah we watched that five seconds ago yeah Yeah. (laughs) and then she she says can we please just talk about this and he goes you look really pretty and And she's like like, (laughs) (laughs) what an asshole boyfriend like don't absolutely here's what you say can we talk about this no sorry I'm a little too upset. I'm a little too emotional right now. Let's talk about this when we're calm. Or absolutely, let's have it out right now. Let's have a big fight. Let's do it. But not just there, there. Yeah. Pat you on the head. What a pretty, you know. <laughs> You're oh, fuck pretty. this guy. Yeah. Fuck this guy. Yeah, so frustrating. I, even just to go back to the friends, like when she sees... Um, when uh oh, I can never remember any of the characters' names. Anyway, Anne Hathaway. Um, Andy. Andy, yeah. Andy is like is you're like, like Miranda here. Where <laughs> you can't ever remember her name. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. you are, Emily. Emily. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, when she's like uh, dark cornering with that that uh, blonde guy who has the weirdest eyebrows know. of all the time. cowardly lion. The, yeah. He's yeah. so, he's got like one minute they're, they're like ghost eyebrows. Like one minute they're there, one minute they're not. I don't know what's going on yeah. with them. Yeah. I don't know if it was a difference of makeup or what was happening. Anyway, when she's like dark cornering <laughs> with that guy, like they just kept getting bigger and bigger. Is, by the <laughs> way, is dark cornering. Uh, is that a verb? No, like, I just, I mean, I, this oh, okay. is just how I speak. <laughs> I just start making up things it, on the fly. It yeah. should be. Cause I was just like, Oh, that's just language. I'm not hip to. There. 
yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark cornering her. Okay. Uh, her friend is like, what? The, doesn't ask her what's going on. Nothing. Like, no yeah. conversation. She's known her for, what does she say? Like, 16 years or something like that? Like, something yeah. insane. Okay. Like, 15, 16 years. Yeah. Okay. I've known you. And then it just starts blowing her off. Like, gets mad at her. Doesn't even ask her what's going on. Like, right. like her relationship's in shambles right now. Like, doesn't take a fucking minute. Okay. Not that I like Anne Hathaway's character very much, but like, goddamn, that one moment, I was like, be, be a bro. Okay? Yeah. Be a friend. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Jesus Christ. And it was just a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. I know. Like, chill. Nothing. Nothing. I know. She was like, the Andy that I know thinks that Club Monaco is couture. And now you're getting a kiss on the cheek. You're the, you're garbage. You're a whore. <laughs> you're, you're a exactly. dirty, dirty, filthy whore woman. And then the boyfriend, five seconds later, is like, you know what, Andy? I wouldn't even care if you were out there pole dancing as long as you oh. did it with some dignity. And you're like, I don't think so. I no. don't think that's true. No, because no, no. she's just trying to be a secretary and mm-hmm. you have the biggest ish. Yeah, like, so you're, like you're already mad about what she's wearing. I know. <laughs> it's, I don't I don't know if she's gonna be taking it off how thrilled yeah, you're gonna right? be. And it's 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 that scene bothered me too because it's like he's just stagnating every <laughs> growth she has. Right? Yes. It's it's growth as a person being like, yes. I care about this now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, you didn't care about something and now you do. Yeah. That's a good, th- like, oh, this is what pissed me off so much about this movie is like, apathy is not cool. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's actually, I will say, a lesson that she learns through it is like, you're not, tr- like, you're not trying, you know, if you were trying, you'd actually be succeeding at this job right Um, but the boyfriend is like holding her back being like just dress like a schlub and like pretend like you don't care about this it's like well yeah it's super frustrating yeah and then once she actually is succeeding they're literally like ew like what's wrong with you yeah oh my god (laughs) The fact, okay, can we open up to opening when she starts getting an interview for this freaking job? I was, this woman is acting like such a bitch. I have never. Okay, it comes in. First of all, okay, I don't care where you're working. That's not an interview outfit. Right. Okay, I don't care where you're working. Right. That is not, that's not interview ready, my friend. Right. Okay, she didn't even brush her hair. Okay, there's, I know. There's not caring, and then there's simply not trying at all. Absolutely. Okay. She's very frumpy. Yeah, goes in super frumpy. And first of all, I, I hate, I hate when movies do this when they're like, Look at this hot girl not trying. Yeah. And then they all dump all over her like she's ugly. They all know she can be hot. Absolutely. Okay. Your job is to put clothing and makeup and accessories yeah. on people. Yeah. You know that she can clean it up. All you have to do is tell her. They like pull her hair back and they're like, I'm a genius. Wow. I'm a genius. We took her glasses off. No, not this one, but still. Yeah. Okay. And also Anne Hathaway. Like, and, yeah, like Anne a, Hathaway. A stunner. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. say what you will about her, but a stunning. Yeah. Good looking lady. Yeah. And even. Meryl Streep at one point whenever she's like regretting her decision and she's like go ahead take a chance hire the smart fat girl and you're like fat she's like a size four like oh "Oh, yeah so fat like it's so stupid and but you know that the annoying thing about that interview that drove me crazy Mm. was like she didn't do any pregame like she didn't do any research at all yeah that drove me crazy i know she's like doesn't know who she is doesn't know what this publication really even (sighs) does okay now now yeah no that's inexcusable but my understanding was that was from a temp agency or something like i think it was kind of just like 
no. I was told to go to this address and apply for this job. No, yeah, she but- had gotten contact with uh, someone in HR. Okay, so mm. she is actually she actually is job. applying for okay. this job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's applying. She knows going in that she can get any job she wants. Isn't yeah. that the thing? I don't like think she, she knows going of, in. I think she has like six or seven people tell her that mm. once she's sort of already in. Like a, like every a million girls would kill for this job. Yeah. And she got it by being like, well, it's either this or Auto World. And then she's like, you pick. And then Meryl Streep was like, well, you've sold me. And then she gets the job. <laughs> she gets the freaking job. She gets the job. And then she's bitchy about it. Like, I don't see the difference between those two belts. <laughs> Bitch, fake it. I know. Okay? Like, seriously. How many times have I looked at a customer and been like have a great day. day but in my head yeah. i'm saying fuck you yeah, absolutely. okay or, i you don't know how to do on. this but i'm gonna smile yes. and say that i do and yeah. scream on the inside being like yeah. i'm so i'm too too in over my head yeah. welcome to the workforce lady yeah, yeah. Like, well, jesus christ <laughs> but it's the, it goes back to the whole thing that you were saying about being empathetic and it's just sort of like it'd be like if i got a job at auto world and they were doing an oil change and they asked me to do it and i was like you want me to do an oil change <laughs> <laughs> what like, sorry, still getting used to this stuff. Like, it's like, why are you here? Like, yeah, could you maybe out. have just tried a little bit? Like, yeah. um, <laughs> I enjoy all the roasting that Stanley Tucci brings to the table. Oh, love, uh, Stanley love Tucci. <laughs> Stanley Tucci is one of the best parts of this movie. Yeah. And that's a movie with Meryl Streep in it. Oh, absolutely. You know I mean? yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I love that gigantic, like, bling ring that he wears like throughout the mm-hmm. whole movie it's like this big like egg on his finger and I was like I don't know where you got that but I want that stupid <laughs> ring <laughs> it was so I was just drawn to it I couldn't focus on his lines I was just focused on this ridiculous gaudy ring <laughs> yeah uh, w- one line I loved is like when Anne Hathaway's character gets it all together and she finally she like uh, oh no so that's 100% he, Stanley Tucci he yeah, does yeah. all of that oh for sure but when he and then he goes oh who put this together for you she goes I put it together myself and I was like no you didn't it was the set dresser like yeah, you know exactly. what I mean right. it was the costumes yeah. department <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah it's uh, yo Stanley Tucci's great in this yeah he's and he's also like the voice of reason in this he you know really I mean? is the he's voice the guy who tells her uh, you're not trying and you're just whining yeah. and bitching and <laughs> and he's right trying. and yeah. he's right fucking right like yeah. she's not doing anything yeah. he even tries to help her like right off the get-go he brings her some heels and she goes mm, i don't think so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then meryl streep looks at her once and she goes mm, i think so yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then just slides them across oh, the guess. table she was the elevator look yeah. yeah oh my god and she also she she commits some pretty hate <laughs> there was a couple of things that really dated this movie movie to the like 2000s I oh the know, homophobia the homophobia the uh <laughs> the double tank tops i don't oh. know if you noticed her load up on a couple of tanks <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like it was going out of style Dude, she that to... is one style that i am glad is gone what was the was, point oh, of that was that I when she was not. wearing like the long sleeve shirt with the tank top <laughs> on top with like a little newsboy cap Oh, that was horrible. Also, <laughs> that was um, I believe that was a uh, long shirt under uh, vest under sweater vest or yeah. something. That was a whole there were a couple of outfits that were particularly <laughs> bad in this. I was like, I don't know who styled this. Some of it you can tell it's like high fashion and you're yeah. like, OK, right. I get that. Sure. And some of it I'm like, this is this is garbage. Yeah, this I, is, know. I don't even know how you pass this off as my fashion. <laughs> so this is one of those funny things where I just watched that movie and I was like, well, obviously this is fancier than I like. So clearly I'm supposed <laughs> to like it. Right. You know what I mean? Like just, 
like the confidence game just works on me all the time. You're like, oh, this is supposed to be fancy, therefore it is. Right. Oh, you know yeah. They're I mean? selling it. They're selling it. And I'm just right. like, what do I know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tanks on fate. tanks. Tanks on tanks. Yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> also her cell phone is hilarious now. Oh. Like watching that movie now and know it like, you know, the cell phones we have today, just the, the difference. It was like a little computer. Yeah, it was like a it was little huge. like slide it, like brick. Like, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Did she have like a person, like a PDA, like a PDA? Like, yeah, um, yeah, like instead, so, so instead yeah. of an iPhone or like yeah. BlackBerry, even it was like yeah, it was like Kelly Rowland in that video. Oh um, yeah, no matter what I do, and then like and she like flips. It's like this giant like brick of a yeah. phone, and she yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she like slides it up, and then it's like two, like it's like one, and then it becomes like two. Yeah, it's oh, literally they, like a computer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I re- oh I remember those. Yeah, I had that the was old great. Nokia yeah, when back cell phones the- were transformers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I personally enjoyed, though, at the end, the satisfaction that she got out of being so unprofessional and walking out of her job and being uh, like, what, bang! What, and throwing, throwing her phone into phone. a fountain in Paris? Like an <laughs> asshole. Yeah, but she's like, I'm gonna get what I want. And, and she like, still gets the reference, which I blows know. my mind. I know. Like, she's like, the worst. Like, like, she's the worst. Even in an earlier part in the movie, she says, um, I was going to quit. This is when she's trying to get a... F- at the Harry Potter novel or whatever, uh, the Impossible Task, which but is she goes, wild and I, a perfect, I love that scene. A perfect I love Impossible that scene. Task, exactly. Yes. But she's like, I was going to quit, and then I thought, what's the point of wasting all these months mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and of work and effort and all the rest just to throw it all away and not even get the reference? And then she does that literal thing at the like eleventh hour when yeah. she could have just been like, yeah. I get home from Paris. I hand in my resignation. I thank her. I go look. But she's just like, nope, fuck it. I don't want to be like you. <laughs> Throw it in. Yeah. <laughs> like your entire year was pointless. Wait, exactly. No, but you, you know what? That. that was one of the quotes that we quote all the time is whenever she asked for the Harry Potter thing. And then she goes like, and I want my steak uh, in here in 15 minutes. And then she goes and she gets <laughs> <Yeah>. the steak. <laughs> and then she looks at it and she's like, what's this? I don't want that. <laughs> and then she like leaves. And so every single time that I asked Daniel, my boyfriend, to like, like, can you get me a cup of tea from the kitchen and then he'll bring it to me and then I'll be like what's this I don't want that and like that's that's our ongoing quote that's right. the most quoted to answer your previous question but um yeah Anne Hathaway is the worst um, especially in this movie I find but particularly yes, particularly contrary like she's just constantly flip-flopping the entire time yeah and, and Miranda who's supposed to be the the evil woman of this okay like obviously she she is very demanding. Okay, there is no like mm-hmm. she's not shy about being a bit of a bitch. Okay, yeah, yeah. But twelve months. Yeah, but it's twelve months, and she knows she makes them. Okay, this is essentially a hazing process that they've gone through. Okay, um, you know, at the end of twelve months, you get whatever you want, and her life is like that. Mm-hmm. Like this is what is required. It's yeah. not like she has extra moments. It's not like we watch her sitting around twiddling her thumbs being like, where's my fucking steak? It's like, right. where's my steak? I'm going to leave the room and do six mm-hmm. things and yeah. then I'm going to come back. Okay. And then I'm going to throw it out because I'm mad at you, which is, you know, a little border. But, uh, <laughs> but other than that, like, honestly, I don't think she does anything like she does a lot of things that are uh, manipulative uh, career wise. Yeah. Okay. Like she does does some I would say some unsavory thing. She's not loyal to people. Okay. Yeah. She's certainly not loyal, but I, I don't see, especially in a career-oriented world, how any of this is her fault she's or an, her fault. She's an incredibly successful woman who 
is operating how she has to to be an incredibly yeah. successful woman in that industry. Like yeah. it's yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. And I mean if she was like a man, right? Like running that kind of enterprise, running that business, yeah. she would probably currently be the president of the United States. So it's basically <laughs> like it's there is sort of that double standard, but I'm um, just going back to the the friends for one final final point. The one thing that really bothered me about this movie because it is a fashion magazine, uh, it's called Runway. It's starring Meryl Streep. It's all about like the pretty gowns. Like this is not a movie for like cis like hetero straight guys in general, okay? And there's so much homophobia that come from the friends where he goes on about how he knows names of different designers and he's like Lagerfeld Izquierda and then Anne Hathaway goes like oh my god you know what that is okay now you're starting to scare me and anytime that he makes any uh. reference to like fashion designers or knowing like who Miranda Priestly was and she's like how do you know that and they're all mm. like disgusted with him that he knows things about fashion and he's a guy and you're like get the fuck out of here you fucking garbage pieces of shit friends and I'm including Anne Hathaway in that as well yeah, and actually uh. now that you mentioned it that friend who I don't remember his name or whatever he's one, the most supportive friend. Yeah. yeah. And the most qualified for the job that she yeah. has. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he should have got that job. Yes. For sure. It's for awful sure the way that, that they treat him. And they don't even yeah. like talk about his sexuality. They only kind of like allude to it. Like when she was like skulking in the corner. Mm-hmm. And then her friend comes in. She's like, I want you to meet somebody. And he goes like, oof, art and sex. And like that's kind of the only discussion that they have about his sexuality. But that's it. And then the rest of the time they're just like shaming him because he knows yeah. anything about fashion. Yeah, that's a, and you're right. That is a weird. Well, it's a it's a weird tone to take in anything, but it's especially weird knowing who your target audience is for this movie, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's like it's so stupid. It's like doing. <laughs> it's like making like a movie about space and being like, but fucking nerds, am I right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Who's dumb. into this shit? <laughs> so stupid. But uh, yeah, that's brutal. And and. Yeah, and quickly jumping back to what you said about um, if this was a man in this position, right. I am very happy that they this movie actually called that out explicitly mm-hmm. in that line of dialogue where Andy says, "If she if she was a man, nobody would care anything uh, except for how amazing, yeah, she, she was, you know, total and double it's just standard, like, yeah." And I'm I you know I think that's in the movie but i think it's nice that they call it out explicitly mm-hmm. just to be like hey stupid listener or stupid watch <laughs> stupid watcher, <laughs> stupid watcher. <laughs> this where's is, brought of the audio this, book. This, <laughs> let's go this is what this movie is about uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh i would love that actually <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, yeah, and Miranda, I think, is just, uh, it, it, and I think you also see the fact that this is what she has to do when we get that kind of glimpse into her personal life, like re- yeah. right at the end, right? Well, also at the be like in the middle when uh, Anne Hathaway goes to her plate, like she finally gets the keys. Those are so that, those are like her trusty keys. She has to stay till ten to get this book 
to bring over, which is another point I would like to make. All of this bitching and moaning that's happening, she's dropping this off at 10 p.m. Meryl Streep is going to stay up, work on it, okay? <laughs> like, right. Like, yeah. th- this bitch is working, okay? She's working hard. Yeah, the only thing that's night. a tragedy about this is that Anne Hathaway was underpaid, but welcome right. to, like, uh, you know, 10 years later, it's all unpaid internships anyway, yeah. so you can kind of suck my dick on that. Absolutely. Plus okay, I'm sorry, Anne Hathaway, so like. <laughs> but I'm not really feeling too bad for you, my friend. Right. Okay. She explicitly she gives she gets very specific instructions. Okay. You do not leave the hallway. Okay. You do not go upstairs. You do not go anywhere. And she's been told this, okay, by Emily or not Emily. Yeah, uh, Emily. Emily, yeah. Okay. Who who is like beating it down into her. Okay. Um, uh, Under no circumstances yeah. do you and go then, upstairs. And then she's hoodwinked <laughs> by she's a couple like, of 10 year olds. <laughs> she's like, I'm coming up. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Also, the mo- like, uh, you know, sorry if you're a twin out there, but if two twins lean over a banister, no. like, come with us. That's yeah. the creepiest the fuck. Children no, like, from you. The Shining. Yeah. Like, those two twins. Yeah. They were even dressed the same and everything, holding hands. Like, come play with us. I love just, she goes upstairs, an elevator door opens, blood spills out. She's like, oh, I really should not have come upstairs. This is, this is horrible. Yeah, and the mistake I would make in that situation would be leave the book on the wrong table because i think they said the table with the flowers and there's three tables with flowers i know that sort of anxiety oh absolutely that's the sort of thing that keeps me up at night it's like put it on the table with flowers what if it's the wrong table what if there's more than one table i that's a stress dream for me for sure but I would rather make that mistake than go upstairs. Like I've literally gone to friends' parties where they've been like, the upstairs is off limits. It's like where our bedroom is or something. Right. That's where and we then, have sex. And then don't I go don't there, do that. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? It's so easy like, for me not yeah. to do that. <laughs> Here's my level of insecurity with that sort of thing. When I'm staying with somebody, you know when you're staying with somebody yeah. over multiple days, like family or friends or whatever? I still don't know if I'm supposed to knock when I come back. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't my... Like, if oh, I go right. for the day and, like, come in, right. it's like, this yeah. isn't my place. Yes. Sure. I feel like I should have to knock every time. Yeah. And they can tell me, no, just make yourself at home, but I'm going to have, like, that dread That's every single time yeah. I go in. So I can't even imagine, like... Do not, under any circumstance, go upstairs. <laughs> Just being like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maybe a couple it's okay of twins this- told me to, so I yeah. might as well just head right up there. Well, another thing that I always thought was kind of a bit interesting, too, is that um, is her, her name's Emily Blunt, right? Emily Blunt. Yeah. And then yeah. the character's name is also Emily. Okay, so. Real easy for her. She, yeah, even, sure. she barely had to work. She for requested that. that. <laughs> yeah. That was just her. She just walked in off the street. Yeah. Is her um, name Emily? I thought. Oh, no, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. Emily Blunt. I, I love her accent in that movie, but one thing that she made very clear is that when she was getting really angry about being fired or or that uh, Andy could potentially be fired, Emily Blunt kind of says like, Oh, like if you get fired and you screw this up, that jeopardizes Paris for me. And she's like, I will search every blip of the tri-state area to like take you down. If you screw up Paris for me and like, 
So basically the point is, is that like Andy can't lose her job because then Emily gets in trouble. But then whenever she's asking for the Harry Potter book, she stands back and she kind of like puts this like hands over her mouth and she's like laughing at her and she's like, oh my God, like you're totally going to get sacked. And she's like Mm. laughing and you're like, well, bitch, five seconds ago you were like, don't get fired. And now she's like doing everything that she can to make sure that she does get fired. And that maybe is a little bit villainous as well. And also when she's like, put the book on the table with the flowers, obviously there's more than one. I would have just been like, when you walk in against the wall, there's a table with a painting that looks like this, put it under that. Like she could have just been a little bit more clear. A little more specific, or I'll even offer this. If this is such an important thing that hangs so much on details, walk her through it the first time. There's no reason that two people can't drop off the book the first time and then go, any questions? (laughs) Okay, now you're on your own. You know what I mean? It could be that they're villains or it's just terrible writing. It could just be one of the two. (laughs) Well, because if she went with them twice, there'd be no excuse for her to go upstairs and we'd have no dramatic tension. That's the thing, right? We'd have no hole for her to dig out of. Plus, I mean, to, to plead the case for Emily, though, like off the top, I think she's supposed to be seen as this like big bully and mm-hmm. she's not helping her and whatever. I just see a woman that's stressed out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So stressed out. So stressed out. Desperately wants to keep this job and do a good job at it. And like, by the way, desperately needs help, help too. Yeah, needs help. It needs good help, okay? This girl shows up, okay? Doesn't, shouldn't be here, okay? <laughs> Should not be here, okay? Doesn't understand her world. Doesn't uh, appreciate anything that's going on around her, okay? And she puts her in front of a girl where this is her entire fucking universe, okay? Yeah. Like, her her being abrasive to, uh, to uh, Andy. Andy is... Uh, I, I think just. Yeah. Okay. I could understand being a little fucking aggressive towards this person. I'd be like, what the hell are you <laughs> right. doing here? Yeah, like, it'd be like somebody starting comedy in their first sentence. I don't like, I don't even want to be here. Then fucking get out. Yeah, get out, <laughs> get out dude. Okay. There I'm desperate for of... this stage time, man. Like right. leave. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think to, uh, speaking of Emily, I think some of her, like the biggest thing that we hate about her, she comes across as unfriendly a lot of times because Mm -hmm. Andy makes all these gestures, be like, what are you doing this weekend? All the rest. And it does kind of suck that she's not reciprocating, but also how many people have had this job? Right. You know what I mean? Like we've all met people where you're like, yeah, I meet a lot of people and this probably isn't going to last. Like you're going to be in my life for a hot 30 seconds. Yeah. I can't expend this energy getting to know you. Right. Yeah. It's like, uh, not to make it about comedy, but like if, if you've ever opened for like a big name or somebody like that, sure. they see openers all the time. It's right. not yeah, their yeah. fault that they don't know or right. care. They don't give a shit. You know, you're just the person there. I mean, there I still take weekend. it personally, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, you don't want me to be on your international tour? Cool. <laughs> Yeah, uh, plus she's hungry all yeah. the time. Oh God, she's yeah. starving herself. I don't know about you two, okay, but I, I have like I, I have a very, <laughs> very big problem with this, okay? Because like if I I'm somebody where I get like hangry, not to be like cute about it, but like Same. I if my blood sugar I don't know if it has anything to do with sugar or something like mm-hmm. that, but if it drops below a certain I change into a different person. Absolutely. Like I am like I swamp monster. Yeah, me too. I'm a swamp monster. Oh, like, me and, too. I, I, and I know it's happening but I can't stop it. Like, I know in my head I'm screaming, calm down. You know what this is? Eat a banana. Like I love that. 
it's I have the it's, same thing, but for years I didn't know. So I was just all of a sudden in a bad mood <laughs> and snapping at people. And then one day I was in a comedy, re- like a rehearsal for a sketch show, and we had to. I was just snapping at people for not knowing lines and all the rest. And then I went to a, like a cafeteria and I got like a muffin. And then I was just like, hey, everybody, we're back. We're having fun. And I was like, oh, this is a problem I need to deal with. Well, I thought for the longest time that this is so off topic, uh, but I thought for the longest time that I was hypoglycemic because uh, you you wouldn't know this, but Rebecca would probably remember this. Um, When I had started comedy, um, I was 25 pounds less than I am right now. Like I used to, I was like super skinny and um, it's because I have, what's that? joke that Aaron Power says where he's like I have the metabolism of like a hummingbird yeah like that I was like oh my god that's so funny because like I have the metabolism of like I will eat something and I'll immediately just burn it off so quickly sure. and I learned that sounds that, terrible oh it's awful sounds because it's like if, terrible. and that's the thing is like I I've been I felt hangry feeling since I was like a child where it's like if I don't eat food I get like not just like hangry but like I would get like dizzy and loopy and yeah. like because mm. my body just burns it off I have, yeah, weirdly enough, I have something very similar where before I realized what it was, I was like in an ex's, like I stayed over at an ex's place and like we had like pizza or something at like nine o'clock at night mm-hmm. and then like slept That's in. not dinner time. No, exactly. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. But like that was the last <laughs> time I ate and then like we slept in and then she yeah. didn't have groceries. So we were going to like, so we ran errands and right. then at a certain point I just started getting chills and like shaking uncontrollably and I was like oh my god I'm coming down with a fever and then like I had to like lay in her bed like in cold sweats for like an hour and then finally I ate something and I was like oh I'm back oh god (laughs) wow that's crazy you might need to see a doctor yeah yeah yeah. that sounds a little worse I was just talking about being a bitch like That's all I was talking about, Craig. I don't know. It sounds like a little trench footy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking wild. One time when yeah. I was in, uh, I went to Vietnam and uh, when I was touring around. Oh no, where is this going? <laughs> no, 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 it's not bad. This was my Vietnam. But I, uh, I was in Vietnam <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah, I was in Vietnam and in Vietnam, like they'll, um, like all the street vendors will always try and call you in, right? Sure. Like, you know, like have some pineapple, have to come into our restaurant, right? So it's like relentless. You're just walking through the streets of Hanoi and people oh, are like, like, boom, 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 right? Like they don't give a shit, okay? Um, which I don't mind, but whatever. But I was particularly hungry. We'd gone on like a hike and we hadn't eaten all day and I was like, I was, I was, in a, I was bad. Okay, it was really bad. It was so bad that I stopped a man in his tracks with just a look. He was about to <laughs> offer me food. He looked at me. I looked at him and he <laughs> swiveled right around. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that in my fucking life. It's the look that Meryl Streep gives when she crawls up the stairs and then oh, she yeah. looks down at her. It's that death yes, stare. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you gave the Meryl Streep death stare. Very similar. <laughs> anyway, that was my case for Emily. Bitch, probably hungry. <laughs> oh yeah. No, and then there was nothing more cathartic than like seeing her in that uh, hospital bed oh, or she gets hit eating by the, the bread. Just eating the bread and like. No, dude, you, I was sad for it. That's hospital food. I, know. I was so sad. I was like, girl, at least get. 
Ooh, but yeah. that chocolate pudding looked really good. <laughs> like a fucking croissant yeah, or chocolate something. Chocolate pudding it looked really good. To and she was yeah. like, yeah, she's like licking her finger and she's like getting in there and like she's just. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. Like, but when you're starving yourself and then you just have awful food like that, it's just so good. Like you yeah. feel True. awful afterwards. It's just yeah. so good. Um, but the only thing that I like her exit um, in the movie, I actually thought was just really gross because she was like. Hey Emily, I have a favor to ask you. And she's like, You have a favor to ask of me. And then she's like, <laughs> Yeah, like I have all these amazing clothes from Paris and I don't know, like I don't have anywhere to wear them. So if you could just take them off my hands for me, that'd be great. And then she's like, Well, I don't know. It's an imposition and I'll be drowning in them. And then she's like all mad and upset. And then she doesn't even say thank you or anything. And then she hangs up the phone. And then she obviously to the girl, she's like, You have very big shoes to fill. And then she just lost her accent. But no, she was like, <laughs> But the point is, is like, like that was such a big moment for her and clearly it resonated with her. But like, bitch, you got to thank Anne Hathaway for that moment because Anne Hathaway and her fucking bangs in that movie was just so annoying. And that was the one super amazingly nice thing that she did. And she didn't offer her any gratitude. And that was the one thing against Emily that I was like, no, the bangs, the bangs, we talk talk about about the other enemy of the the movie. Yeah. That it, she, the thing she does where she just like shakes them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't. Did your hair be so greasy 24 hours a day? <laughs> what are you doing touching your hair that much? They didn't have dry shampoo back then, did they? No, I don't think so. So, okay, yeah. I do not think so. Girlfriend, yeah, what was she doing with the bangs? <laughs> She's like, no good idea. to go. Yeah, that's fucking well. Well, I didn't even know dry shampoo was a thing until about a year ago. So, <laughs> you know, we're all catching up. <laughs> we're all catching up. No, that, yeah, I would say that was probably the the biggest, the biggest villain, the biggest antagonist in the movie was Anne Hathaway's bangs. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm saving bangs for when I get wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to hide them. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saving them until it gets out of control, and then I'm lobbing them off. <laughs> but what I think is so interesting about this conversation, though, is that we actually didn't really talk about Miranda being the villain, throughout the whole movie it was mostly just her friends and um emily a little bit and uh Anne hathaway being the worst human being she is the worst human being i don't think meryl streep was the villain i really don't No, she was just trying to get shit done and like <laughs> i i think i think maybe that the the couple points that we can touch on are like so th- there's requests made and there's a lot asked of her assistants right mm-hmm. oh big time uh, a lot a lot of stuff with zero asked. training <laughs> with zero training yeah they could have one, they could have had a little more onboarding. That would have yeah. been fine, especially when things are so particular. Yeah. Um, but two, we all expect, like, okay, you hit the ground running, you have to learn fast, here's mm-hmm. what's happening. That's a fine work environment, right? Yeah. But there were a few impossible tasks, which I think that there needed to be a little more excuse or uh, understanding for not being able to do. Leniency. For example, getting an airplane flight out of Miami during a hurricane. I know. Nobody's going to be able to oh, do yeah. that. Know. You know what I mean? And sh- and she got raked over the coals for that. That was the whole reason she needed to get the second impossible task, which was the Harry Potter book. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that no, was because she walked I think, upstairs. Yeah, because she walked oh, upstairs. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. I think that was the implication, at least. That chronologically, that's how it went right, down. Right. Sorry. Yeah. I, got the, I got the trip up. But she was confused. very upset. She was right. very upset about the flight. I'm so disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. Like, like, here's what I would like from that. If I, if I was in Andy's <laughs> shoes, I'd be like, hey, I called everyone. I called the FAA. I tried mm-hmm. to make get a clearance. I called people with private jets, every airline, everything. <laughs> Nothing was going out. I'm so sorry. And you go, well, at least you tried. Well, I think in my... You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> not, not to like... Uh, 
I mean, just to defend it a bit, okay, it is an impossible task, and it is insane that she got, I would say, so upset about it. But I believe the true reason why she is upset is because her twins are the only thing she has anymore. They're the only two things that love her. Okay, and missing their, I think it was like a recital or something like anything like that. These two children seem obviously very particular and very, very well cared for. Okay, in the sense of like she's not always there, but she wants to give them everything that they want and desire, a.k.a. a Harry Potter book. Right. Okay, like uh, (laughs) stuff like that. So when she's dumping on Anne Hathaway's character, I don't think that in that moment is necessarily her dumping on her. It's her taking out her frustrations of her own family environment. That's actually true because she doesn't get fired for that. No. Which you you sort of thought would be the one screw up and you're out kind of mentality. But the way that she describes like what it meant to her when she was like, the twins were singing Rachmaninoff and it was just (laughs) so beautiful and everybody enjoyed it except for me. (laughs) Like, I just think, and then she gets emotional and I just, I just wish that I had that power where like, not that I I've made people cry, <laughs> but like I just wish that if I ever, if I was ever in that moment where somebody was just getting too emotional in front of me, because I like most Irish white people just immediately get really cringy with emotions, and I'm like, this is awkward in front of other people I don't know, and she just dismisses her by just being like, that's all, and she just like wants her to go away, and you're like, oh, I wish if somebody was crying in front of me and I wanted them to just leave, I could just be like, that's all, <laughs> like that's yeah. why gay people are obsessed with this movie because we're all secretly Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to secretly get rid just of any emotion that yes. impedes itself on your life. That's all. That is all. Yeah. <laughs> just so dismissive. I hope that'd be amazing. Well, no, but I took these tasks to kind of be like, it, it, it's almost like she's um, kind of um, running almost like a military operation here where she's just trying to break these people down to build them back up. It almost feels like, like mm-hmm. if you can make it through this, then mm-hmm. you can make it anywhere. Okay. I will stamp my like recommendation. She's on your side. Yeah. 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 Like right. she yeah. will give you the stamp of approval, but you need to jump through these insane hoops. You got to show her that you're worth it, that yeah. you are similar to her in some sort of capacity. Mm-hmm. That you're ambitious. You can work yeah. hard. You can problem solve on the fly. You can all skills you should have. It sucks that, as you said, it's a very steep learning curve. But oh, absolutely! Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we got to be reasonable here. Okay, <laughs> some of it, like you want the unpublished Harry Potter book, yeah. like. Oh, I would have told her. It, it, here's the other thing that really pisses me off is that Anne Hathaway is crying through this whole movie over <laughs> things that she has decided to do. Yeah, okay? I know. Bitch, you chose all this, okay? Like, I've had shitty jobs. You know what I do? I rage quit, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I rage quit <laughs> like oh, a I professional, okay? <laughs> like a professional. <laughs> like a fucking professional. Well, she like did rage sort of quit. rage quit in a way. At yeah, the I love but it took moment. so long. Yeah. It took so long and so many tears and like... But argh. I can't listen. I mean, I have worked with you in a uh, customer service environment. We used yeah. to be servers together at this at this bar restaurant thing. I can't I can't picture you in final form. Like I can't <laughs> picture you. I can't picture you just being like fuck you. Oh, I should have been from that particular job. I should have been fired more than once. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you were like, yeah, no, fair enough. Fair well, enough. yeah, like the like I used to work at a comedy club and uh, <laughs> and uh, it's getting better. Yeah. Oh my god, I it was the kind of place that you couldn't get fired from though, basically. Like people would get fired and then rehired like a week later. Yeah. Uh, I told one of the managers, I swear to god, I said, uh, we got a new manager in. And he he came into the back and was, was like at the comedy club. Yeah, and he goes, uh, "Can you can you fold these for me?" 
and he wasn't and i looked at him and i was like well what are you doing (laughs) right and he goes well nothing and i was like well uh the first day you became manager didn't become my first fucking day on the job so why don't you go fucking do something (laughs) and then i was fine for some reason (laughs) 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 that's a weird thing so watching this movie i've seen this movie a weird number of times um because it's what, the best. Yeah, but it, like it just happens to be on, and I've I've seen it like three or four times. Weirdly enough, um, it's like a W Sunday afternoon special, yeah, something like that. Absolutely. But watching it this time was very interesting for me because I was of two minds. One, I was like, "You need to toughen up and mm-hmm. just deal with this job and take your lumps as they come because this is getting you somewhere." But since then, I've since I last saw this movie, I've also quit my job and realized how much it like a bad job can like really twist you and like mm-hmm. really make you an unhappy person. So part mm. of me was like, I do feel bad for her in that context, which is just like, I think you'll be happier once you leave this. But it's, it was at the same time being just like, you're being a whiny bitch about this. But do you think that after the 12 months, like you're saying like the, the twisting from the job, like it's irreparable damage? I think it probably in her case, no. But I think there's people who, like, for example, my job wasn't nearly this bad uh, at all. But it stressed me out and it made me very unhappy. Sure. But like... I was just like, well, it's probably fine. This is just the new normal now. I'll just stay with this job forever, which... Oh, it's so depressing. Yeah, it it is, right? And you can kind of see that, right? Because Stanley Tucci's character is kind of that, even when he says, she'll repay me one day. And she goes, do you really believe that? And he goes... Yeah, I have to. Oh right. no, like, dude, that's really, like that's like a work you know? coma. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. just slowly and softly like get off into the distance, and you don't even know what's happening anymore. Exactly. Yeah, focusing. that's a perfect way to <laughs> yeah. put it. A it's work a work coma. Yeah. I was just focusing on his ring in that moment, so <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but what about okay? So what about the scene though at the very end? I want to know both of your thoughts on uh, at the end whenever she kind of leans in and Anne Hathaway is going on about like this f- fabulous lavish you know indulgent sort of lifestyle and then she's like well what if I don't want that and then she goes oh don't be ridiculous Andrea everybody wants this everybody wants to be us what did you feel about that line because I feel like that moment for me like Miranda Priestly saying that was like sort of this like suddenly she became this like really superficial person and like she even though it is like a, a runway a fashion magazine and everything's all about like the outer beauty and everything like that, she never really struck me as like a superficial person. She kind of struck me as just like somebody that's just trying to get a job done and she just has like high standards for things. But mm-hmm. in that moment, I didn't really like that she said that everybody wants to be us. Well, weirdly, I took that to be everyone wants the life that I have, mm-hmm. which which I wouldn't take as superficial. I would take that as they want this. They want this the level job. of success. Yeah. And they want this level of um, admiration and respect from other people and this this power and this... like like the, You're right. There's so much more to that mm-hmm. in her life, right? It, it, it said in the same sentence where, or same week or day where her husband has left her. And she's still going, yeah. you want this. This is the thing that drives you success and fame and fortune and all the rest. And I do believe that that character thinks everybody wants that 100%. Right. And I think that's that's one of those points where I was really on Andy's side being like, oh, right, 
you can get caught up in being like, like, mm. like in my example, it's like people be like, okay, you need to go buy a house in the suburbs. You need to have that BMW. You need to have the granite countertops. You need to have your kid in the best school. And I myself made a choice being like, that's not what I want. Yeah. I want to yeah. be a poor comedian living in downtown Toronto. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, I totally get what she's saying. And I get that revelation being like, no, fuck this. I'm out of here. Yeah. Plus, a lot of the times when uh, somebody's speaking, especially I think in this, in this case, I, I didn't take that as she's saying it to uh, Andy. She's saying it to herself. Also true. Yeah, I think she's saying it to herself. She's uh, she's yes, reaffirming that I her life that. is good. You know, I'm going through a divorce, but everybody would still want this. Like, I'm making the right choices. Like her motivation. Like, yeah, it's just like a, she's just reassuring herself. I don't think that was. And she even says before she says that line, she said, we're the same. So she, it's almost like she's trying to say it to herself, literally. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all that is. I think she's just trying to reassure herself. I didn't take it either way. I just took it as a as a, as a a statement that allows you to, like, you wish there was a mirror in front of you or yeah. something like that. Well, that's actually very interesting because I've heard something before where it's like if you really, like, whatever somebody says about themselves all the time, they actually feel the opposite. Right. So if someone's going around being like, oh. I'm so like, I'm so funny. I'm the best comedian there is. Or like, who I'm, says that? Oh, no, no, <laughs> no but like, you see people like online being like, I'm the best I sell yeah. at shows. Da, 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 like, and you go, you don't think you're very funny. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, you know, like, uh, I'm or so you know pretty. other people don't like, think you're very funny. You know, I'm so well dressed. Like, look at me. I'm on, like, I, sure. I do this all the time. It's right. like, you don't. You or at least you're worried that people will perceive you as that the other. That is so true. There's this one comedian. Yeah. I will not name this comedian, but I will say, <laughs> I will say that um, this person. I just um, they're they're newish, and um, I see such great. <laughs> I see I see newish. I see such great potential in them because, and I know how awful this sounds, but it's just sort of resonating with what you're saying. I I think that um, they have such a, and I'm not gendering them because I don't want to give any details away, but like um, that. Uh, they hate themselves just enough for comedy. Yeah. <laughs> just enough for comedy. Yeah. And I yeah. see so that in funny. them. And I'm like, ooh, yeah, you <laughs> have that self-loathing that is mwah, 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 mwah for that, comedy. Like, real stable self-loathing where it's never going to take you. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but okay, one final one final villain of the movie, and you can just cut off my mic if you want, but um, is Andy's ringtone. Oh my god, that is the most annoying what it's like doo 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 doo. Do, 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 do. And like, it's like in Jurassic Park 3, whenever it's like there's that. And it's like, it haunts my dreams. That's so funny. Dude. And the do, 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 it's like every time I hear it, it's like nails. It's almost like when you're watching a commercial and you hear like an alarm going off because oh, someone's yeah. like, and you're just like, oh, immediately stressed out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like I hate yep. that yeah. sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like any time in a movie where they have the same ringtone as you. Oh my god! Like doesn't that stresses it? you? Oh out. my! God. And I have an iPhone, and in all movies, <laughs> yeah. it's the same. Just break into a cold sweat every time. And that's why my ringtone is Eminem's "Lose Yourself." Oh my god! <laughs> it is not. <laughs> no, it is not. Oh, oh god! god. No, it is like, not. You guys, worse. that was a joke for oh you god. two and the other comics. <laughs> yeah, for anybody listening, the like song they always play before every single show. Every single show at Absolute Comedy is Lose Yourself by Eminem. That song gives me a nosebleed. Which is, (laughs) you know what? (laughs) I will say this. It is a great song for the audience because they're like, oh, this song. Yeah, Yeah, right. You know what? This is a pump-up song. Sure. But for 
He won an Oscar for that song. Yeah, that's Oscar winning Eminem. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, my my final two cents is just that the true enemy of the movie is um is 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 a tie between Anne Hathaway's bangs and her ringtone. Yeah. (laughs) It'll haunt your dreams. that's pretty much it for me too. I don't yeah. really have anything else. To Miranda wasn't that bad, man. Yeah, no, she was. She wasn't that bad. She she, she puts some pretty high high standards. Yeah. She has some pretty really, you know. She expects a lot. She expects She's a, a lot, but she will give it to you. And okay, and just as a final point, she. Uh, Anne Hathaway doesn't even finish her full year, and she still gives her a great reference. I know. Yeah. Still gives her great, great, great lady. Great lady. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. The only really bad thing I think she does is to, um, uh, to glasses. Uh, Stanley Tucci. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the only pl- part where I was like, yo, that's, that's cruel. It's that's cold. downright cold. Yeah. Okay. But I would say that was the only moment that I felt that way. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But, and he, he accepted it though. Like he knew that this was kind of the, like, there, there's a weird camaraderie that came with that where I, I was like, oh, he understands. I think he was hurt, uh, but I think he also right. understood. Oh, I just got the feeling that she had maybe done this once before. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> like it's just, yeah, it's just, water well, off the well, dad's well. back for her, sure. But I think, well, even, like now that I think about it, though, Miranda is the person who follows through and makes sure that she takes care of people. Like I don't oh, think list. she's, yes. <laughs> I don't think she's like inviting right away, but I think mm. once you get close to her or are respected by her, she mm-hmm. will help you out. Absolutely. Yeah, but you know she could have I mean? told him before the the ceremony. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> like, uh, he's yeah, sitting there. Agreed. That, that face that been... he had, it broke my heart. Broke my heart. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that would almost even come down to just an acting choice on Stanley Tucci's part. Like, if she starts into the person who's going to do this and you just ca- cut to Stanley Tucci and you just see, like, you know, <laughs> that look on his face, like, I know I'm not fucking getting this and hearing this is going to fucking kill me, you yeah. would be like, that's all you need to... S- to be like Miranda told him before. Yes. Instead, we get the heartbreak meltdown of yeah. watching him yeah. realize it in the moment. Uh-huh. But it's also out of character for her to do something like that. I can't see a Miranda Priestly going like, by the way, I'm going to devastate your life in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Yeah. That's a very That's good all. point. I don't, I don't see that happening. That's a very, happen. very good point. Um, so I think we've gotten to the point of the podcast where we rate our villain, where we give the definitive oh, yeah. rating of how good this villain was. Okay. Uh, how about you, Rebecca? What do you uh, have? So so I, from a rating between uh, Devil Food Kick and uh, Devil Worship. Okay, um, the I Devil give, Scale, I yeah, like it. Uh, I give it a hot girl wearing horns as a Halloween costume. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. That's how not I very, that. Not very uh, No, you know, not that bad. Not, not that, that bad. bad. Uh, yeah, and for me, I went with the, the fashion angle. Mm. Uh, so on a scale of George, Walmart's <laughs> clothing labeled George, uh, to, <laughs> Classic. to Classic. Giorgio Armani, uh, I'm going to give Miranda, the villain of this movie, a solid uh, store that I'm too intimidated to go into at the mall because even though I would never do it myself and it's not for me, I don't hate that it's there. <laughs> 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 all in one breath everybody all in one breath there we go uh, <laughs> um and then i have to give my rating. if you, if you want to give one yeah okay go for it. i for miranda for miranda Priestley, for the devil wears prada i give her five cerulean belts out of five <laughs> <laughs> which is not blue yeah <laughs> that's it's what not i lapis learned. it's actually cerulean <laughs> I learned what blue is. Oh, all of those words (laughs) flew right out of my head the second they got in there. I was like, and they're gone. (laughs) 
Absolutely. So, uh, where can uh, where can people find us, Craig? Oh yeah. So there's uh, yeah there's a couple ways uh, that you can help out the podcast before we get to our hero and villain of the week. Um, one, uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter and Facebook at uh, villain. Sorry, on Facebook <laughs> at villain was right. You can find us at Twitter on VWR podcast. Uh, Gmail villain was right at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, like and subscribe and review yes. on iTunes. Do it um, up. And there's also, by the way, another way that you can help out the podcast. Uh, if you uh, like us and so choose, uh, ladies and gentlemen, people who are listening, we have been nominated. Nominated! For a Ooh. Canadian <laughs> Podcast Award for Best Newcomer Podcast. So if you're a Canadian podcaster... Uh, and you like our show, you can actually go on and vote for us. Um, and with that, we also got nominated for People's Choice. People's Choice. Uh, for the People's Choice. Wow. Which is... Congratulations. Thank you. It's yeah. uh, also a category that you as listeners uh, can vote for. Uh, so if you want to Google Canadian Podcast Awards and uh, find the People's Choice and uh, throw us a vote. I don't know if you need a Canadian IP address to do it. If you don't have one, hey, try it anyway. You know how to do you it. You know how to we do it. We know you know how to do this it. This may be the <laughs> only time that someone use a VPN to come from Canada. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's be not like, for our Netflix, yeah, I'll no. tell you that. Yeah, make sure you turn that off before you log into Netflix, because yeah. you'd be like, what is this monstrosity? Yes. Uh, but yeah, that's how that's how you can help the podcast. So please rate, review, share, mm-hmm. vote for us for that podcast uh, award. I think when this airs, we've only got a couple more days left to go, so uh, please do that and um yeah now i guess it's on to our hero and villain of the week where we talk about people who have inspired or disappointed us uh what do you got this week rebecca hero or villain oh i can i can go either way i can go either way okay i've got a villain this week (laughs) okay all right i'll go good i'll go good and kyle what do you got hero or villain definitely hero oh wonderful a positive episode let's lead off with kyle let's see what he's got what um, what do you say yeah Okay, hero of the week um, is my boyfriend Daniel because oh. we did. No, 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 no. Trust, 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 trust. It's not going to be gross. It's not going to be gross. It's not Adorable. Be gross. No, we just wanted to make that noise. <laughs> <laughs> um, because he's my everything. No, um, because uh, I was doing uh, a New Year's show in Pembroke because dreams can come true. And. Uh, <laughs> I was staying at the Best Western, and uh, it was honestly, like, the show itself was, like, the most beautiful basement I have ever performed in. It was, like, ivory tablecloths and, like, ivory, um, like, linen on the chair. Like, just beautiful. And um, obviously, it's New Year's, so we were, like, time traveling in the blackout. And the next day... Um, my, there was a snowstorm cause it was like a little bit more North and, um, I was still drunk dying and Daniel scraped off the car and like got rid of all the snow on the car and he drove my car oh. from Pembroke to Toronto because wow. I was just like, like anyway, MVP. Yeah. yeah. We, we pulled over and had a quickie just cause I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> hero of the week is Daniel Patrick O'Sullivan. Thank you, my little potato. <laughs> that whole thing was adorable. Uh, yeah. That whole, th- well, you know, maybe minus one sentence, but um. we appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate your candor. Um, I, okay, so what, uh, we'll do two positives and a negative, right? Huh? Okay, Correct? there we go. All yeah, right. yeah. We'll end, so, end it on so a negative note. There mine. We go. 
Um, this is okay. I'm just going to tell you about the most famous I've ever felt in my entire life. I was mm. so thrilled. Okay. So um, I ordered a pizza from my favorite pizza place um, north, all, north all of Brooklyn. Okay. Right I will now. not give a location because I do not want to get anybody in trouble. Okay. <laughs> but it was a north of Brooklyn pizza. Best pizza in the city. Love it. Uh, delicious. And they're like, they're not like cheap pizzas. You know what I mean? Like if you get like a large pepperoni, it's like 28 bucks or something like that. But they're like freaking delicious. So I call ahead, order this pizza. I show up. Okay. And the guy says, uh, he says to me, he goes, I know you. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. I was like, <laughs> how, how do you know me? And he goes, oh, I've seen you on stage. He goes, you're funny. You're really funny. And I was like, oh, thank you. That's so nice. Right. So then I go to pay and he goes, nah. It's on me. Oh. And I was like, bitch, what? Wow. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. This pizza's on me. And then gives me a large pepperoni pizza on the house. Oh, my God. That is... Wow. That's amazing. Maybe I feel I, like he does that all the time and he got fired. I don't give a shit. It was yeah. the coolest that's I've it. ever felt in my you entire gotta life. You got to stop giving these away for free. Oh, that's, that's the last day he's there. He's just high as fuck. Made my Everybody walks in. Hey, man, I've seen you before. You're, You're funny. funny. <laughs> free pizza. Oh God, that's, that's so funny. So funny. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh, that's, that's, a hero. that's fame. Yeah, best wow. day of my life. Oh, my God. Greatest day of my fantastic. life. made it in Canadian stand up. I know. Yeah, free What's pizza. What's next for you? I don't even know. <laughs> I've already hit the ceiling. A Canadian podcast award. That's what's next for. Um, I will be voting for that. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, so yeah, let's end it off on a villain. Yeah. Uh, so villain. Uh, inspired by this movie, The Devil Wears Prada. Uh, this goes a while back, but I, I thought of a shitty job that I once had and the circumstances under which I quit. Um, so I was working at Blockbuster Video back when that was a ah. thing. And uh, I was a shift supervisor at the time. And uh, I had moved stores. So I was at this store at Dufferin and Bloor, which was like the worst store mm-hmm. ever. The manager there. that uh, hair place is now? Yeah, it's where yeah, the hair okay. place is. There's a hair place there now. Um, and I can see that being a little sketchy. Yeah. So this manager, <laughs> like I got transferred to this other store and my manager didn't know anything that was happening didn't know what to do there's like forms that we were supposed to fill out every morning with like the sales from the night before and it was like running totals through the week right and she would open every week and i'd get in there on the weekend and nothing would be done oh my god so like i couldn't do my job because right she couldn't do hers people would come in and steal from us all the time because there'd be one Mm -hmm. person working and she'd blame you for like well you should have been like on the floor watching them like i'm one person in a huge store so she was a terrible boss. Like you're just supposed to follow everyone around. Yeah, the store. or be aware of everything with all these blind corners and shelves. Like because kids would just come in and grab shit off the the count, like the the shelves and run out the door. Right, it happened all the time. Oh, if there's enough of you, who's yeah. gonna stop you? No, one guy. I who's also don't know why more to... people don't steal that way. Yeah, <laughs> sure. just get a group of twenty people, <laughs> okay, and have at it. Yeah, okay? they're only gonna get one of you. Yeah, so okay. just spread out. So like, I can't even take like bathroom breaks for like five hours because like. I'm the only one in the store. So it was pretty terrible. But this is the straw that broke the camel's back, which was I was uh, I was sitting at home and I'd written down my schedule for the week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, girl I'm with right now, we're having a bit of trouble. I'm really looking forward to just staying home tonight on this Sunday night and just having a nice movie night, you know. Watching the, the ca- Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, pro- <laughs> probably. This would have been about the right time. Of, yeah, for 2006, that seems about right. Uh, and I was just like, we're just going to have a cool night on the couch, really looking forward to this. And then I just get a call from the assistant manager being like, why aren't you in yet? And I was like, what do you mean? I'm not scheduled to work. And she's like, yes, you are. 
you're on the schedule. And I'm like, no, I checked. I, I, I'm not working. But I'm like, maybe I screwed up. Right. So I, I like I go in. I don't want to screw her over. She's got to go pick up her kid and everything. And I check the schedule. And what do you know? Oh. But that Sunday shift was written in in blue ink. Oh, my God. The entire rest of the schedule is in black ink. My hour totals for the week were right. the totals that it would have been if that shift hadn't been added. So this fucking manager yeah. added a shift <laughs> to me and was just like, I'm not going to tell him because I screwed up and didn't schedule someone to work here. Oh my God. So I just wrote that uh, resignation letter that day and slapped it down on the table. And my only regret is that I didn't burn that bridge. I should have just locked the store and walked rage right. Quit, oh I know, rage quit, quit. All I, about the rage quit. But I was like, I don't know where I'm going to be like in five years. Maybe I'll need this job again. And now that Blockbuster is no longer a thing, uh, I'm just like, I should have like, I should have fucked them over. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> should have taken a couple of DVDs at least. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like I should have just loaded up, yeah. locked the door, thrown my uniform through the slot and, and gone home. That's but that was my, that was my build. So that, <laughs> that was that. Not, not, but yeah. And by the way, every time I go to Dufferin station now, I still get a little bit of a panic attack. Uh, from that. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. Residual. Like, I don't want to go there. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you, but you worked the shift. Yeah, and it worked like two weeks after that, after I gave notice, which is like, I really uh, should have just walked out. And oh, never I would have been like, bah. Craig's all about the rules, I'm baby. Gonna, He's oh all gosh. about the rules. Oh I'm gosh. Andy thinking, I'm going to get a good reference out of this. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I don't have a lot of those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that was my villain of the week. All right, uh, and that's it for us. That does it for us. So, uh, Rebecca, where can people get oh, you? Oh, you can find me at Rebecca Reads on anything that pleases you. Yeah, and you can follow me uh, at Craig Fay Comedy. Um, oh, I also have uh, yep no that's it crickbay.com for upcoming <laughs> what about, shows what about you Kyle uh, you can find me at Kyle Brownrig um, kylebrownrig.com and please if you're in the Toronto area come to It Gets Bitter February 7th at 8pm at Comedy Bar that was a great show a lot of fun Oh, the next one's going to be, it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. <laughs> anyway that's it for us guys thank you very much thank you very much bye thank you The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.